G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Well, we do like to check in with Lyle Shelton and Lyle standing as an independent candidate for the New South Wales state election coming up this weekend. And uh, Lyle, a special welcome back to 2020. Thanks, Neil. I appreciate being with you again. Hey, Lyle, you know, listeners might be thinking, well, if all I said was true and there might be a lack of Christian voices on a crossbench in the Legislative Council in New South Wales, uh, what do you do to actually get a Christian voice on there? And uh, there's a number of potential possibilities there for a Christian voice there. You are one of those. How are you rating your chances in the lead up to the weekend? Yeah, thanks, Neil. Look, it's, it's going to be very tough. Uh, there, there definitely is a chance and we're working very hard. There's a, an amazing team of volunteers spread out all over the state this week, handing out how to vote cards on, on pre-poll, early voting open on Saturday. Uh, so look, we're, we're definitely in the mix, but uh, it is going to be tough. Um, as you alluded to in your introduction, there's been some sad history with the collapse of the Christian Democratic Party after 42 years and uh, us having to, and to contest the election without the branding of a party. Um, I've since joined Family First in the wake of CDP's sad collapse, uh, but we can't have Family First on the ballot paper simply because it takes 16 months to get a party registered. So I am standing as an independent uh, and we're just trying to get the word out that there is the opportunity to have family values, Christian values on that ballot paper uh, through the Lyle Shelton group. And um, we've been fortunate to draw column A on the ballot paper. So we're group A, uh, which gives us the donkey vote. That's that's uh, an advantage. I, I take that as a sign of providence. So look, we're in the mix. It's going to be hard, but we've, we're definitely in with a chance. Hey, we might come back to this, but uh, let's touch on some other things and things that even go beyond the borders of New South Wales, because some might be concerned about what's happening in the conservative side of politics overall, especially when you look at what's happened in Victoria, where the Liberal leader in Victoria, John Pasuto, has decided to expel an upper house MP there, Moira Deeming. You've been following this along, and in some sense here, um, you're probably as disturbed as any other one who are looking at uh, this particular issue. Uh, what's your overall here with what's happening in the Victorian uh, Liberal Party? Yeah, look, it's very disturbing, Neil. And, and whilst it's Victoria, uh, it, it will affect the nation because the Liberal Party, sadly, has been drifting in this uh, woke left direction right across the nation, including here in New South Wales. And uh, Moira Deeming is a friend of mine. She was uh, elected to the Victorian Upper House at the last uh, Victorian election in November. Uh, she's a Christian. Uh, she is someone who has been a fearless advocate for the pro-life, pro-family cause. And more recently, uh, she's been one who, along with many of us, has been standing up against this radical gender fluid ideology and seeking to protect women and girls uh, from the encroachment of biological males into their sport, into their private spaces, such as toilets and showers and change rooms. Moira was at a rally on the weekend on the steps of Parliament House with a, a UK women's advocate by the name of Posey Parker. Kelly J. Keane is her, her name. Catherine Deeves was there. 
And uh, a group of Nazis gatecrashed that event. They had nothing to do with the women who were running the Let Women Speak tour. But of course, that's been conflated by uh, Daniel Andrews, the Premier, and by John Pesuto, the Liberal leader, who are now trying to say that Moira and the Let Women Speak uh, event organisers were part of some Nazi conspiracy. It's just, it's farcical, it's ridiculous, it's actually quite pernicious. And as a result, John Pesuto is planning on Monday to expel Moira quite unjustly from the Liberal Party. And uh, this needs everyone to go to the barricades on Moira's behalf. And it's such a shame that more Liberals are not speaking up in her defence. On the face of it, it looks very sinister, Lyle. Uh, She is a Christian, as you say. And there may be some degrees of separation between uh, people that she has met or has known and you know as well as anyone who you are photographed shaking hands with or you're in the same photo as somebody, somebody puts two and two together and lumps you in with uh, people who might be of poor reputation. So is there a sense, do you think, here this is politicised, this is religiousized in getting rid of someone who is a Christian member in the Victorian Upper House? Or, uh, or do you think there might be something deeper there? Because the, uh, the opposition leader in Victoria says there's plenty of evidence uh, for what he's claiming. What are your thoughts here? Well, Neil, there is absolutely no evidence that Moira Deeming or the organisers of the event on Saturday were associated with uh, Nazis or neo-Nazis, just as there's no evidence that I've ever been associated with Nazis or neo-Nazis, despite what people try and say. I use the word pernicious, you use the word sinister. Uh, that's exactly what's going on here. It is, um, it, it, you know, it, I'm just going to say it for this, these are lies, this is fake news. Um, I'm very disturbed about this. I saw this with the bombing of uh, my office when I was with ACL back in 2016, uh, that, that the cover-up, the, um, the, the things that start to happen now. Look, I, I don't believe in conspiracy theories. I don't like to go down rabbit holes. But what we're seeing here is, um, is, is just lies being told to smear people's good reputation. And that's what's happening to Moira. John Pesuto has no evidence, uh, absolutely none, uh, that she or anyone else was associated with any uh, nefarious groups like neo-Nazis or anything. Um, the neo-Nazis gatecrashed the protest on Saturday. The police seemingly let them through their cordon and then escorted them out. There's something very strange about what happened there. And I think there's questions that Victoria Police have to answer. There's questions that Daniel Andrews have to answer. And I think John Pesuto is a mug for falling for this. And I think he's using this as a guise to get rid of someone that he doesn't like because uh, Moira is fearless in standing up for the rights of girls and women. And uh, sadly, the Liberal Party wants to keep going on this woke uh, track uh, down the line of, of rainbow political activism, which, of course, is harmful to children and to families. Well, as you and I have now spoken over many years, dating back to even well before the marriage vote, and the thought that women will be the biggest losers with the way things will change in this sort of sexual revolution, cultural revolution that's going on. So even a Christian MP associated with what you might say is a perfectly normal and good place to be, uh, being an advocate for women, let women speak. And all of a sudden, uh, somebody bursts in uh, and uh, does a Nazi salute, uh, completely separate to who they are, and they are lumped in with that pile. There's something here that really is 
demonstrating the downside for women in what's happening in the whole debate around the cultural revolution right, that's going on right now. Any thoughts here for women in all of this? Yeah. Because while Moira, De- Moira Deeming is being uh, singled out here, uh, it seems to be even that is a distraction from what she's there to stand for about women having a right to speak. Absolutely. It's almost like someone wanted this Nazi thing to happen so it could distract from the real message that Moira and uh, uh, Kelly J. Keane and Catherine Deves and others were uh, seeking to shine a light on, which is the fact that uh, women are being attacked by these so-called trans uh, activists, these uh, men who appropriate uh, women's identity and then demand that they compete with women in sport, that they demand that they uh, are allowed to ha- be in their toilets, their change rooms, their showers, uh, making them unsafe, girls and women. That was the issue that was being sought to be highlighted on the steps of Parliament House on Saturday and by the Let Women Speak tour, which is a national tour with Kelly um, Kelly J. Uh, but um, what's happening is you've got these men uh, appropriating women's identity now seeking to silence women. So they're being smashed by the, the, the trans activists who are really men uh, appropriating women's identity. And then they're being smashed by these crazy uh, Nazis who, who also seem to be working in concert with the trans activists and certainly helping the trans activists cause. And then, of course, Daniel Andrews piles on. Then, of course, John Pesuto foolishly takes the side of the trans activists. So women and girls are the losers here. I think it's terrific that... Um, there has been some high-profile support for Moira, though, from uh, Jacinta Nafajimpa-Price, uh, the uh, the country liberal senator from the Northern Territory, and also Warren Mundine, uh, also an Indigenous man, uh, the chairman of CPAC, also a member of the Liberal Party, prominent Liberal. But apart from that, the Liberal, liberal voices supporting um, Moira have been few and far between. And this is a time where everyone needs to go to the barricades because this is a battle for truth. This is a battle for someone's reputation being unjustly smeared in the most terrible uh, and pernicious of ways. Lyle, this has happened in Victoria. Uh, we've started our conversation saying you're standing for an upper house seat in New South Wales. Some might be saying, well, is there connection here? Uh, you said it's something that's happening in the Liberal Party more generally, which might uh, even mean that we could paint uh, a picture of what might be happening federally as well across all the states about what Liberals might be thinking about women at this point. Any thoughts here uh, around your own connections there? Uh, the context yeah. you find yourself in in New South Wales, the Liberal Party in New South Wales, are they at risk of going the same way as the Liberals in Victoria? Well, well, Neil, they've already gone the same way as the Liberals in Victoria, and that's one of the reasons why, one of the major reasons why I'm fighting in this election campaign to give people someone to vote for in the ballot. The, the Liberals here have also completely caved into the radical LGBTIQA plus rainbow political agenda. We've just had a month of pride uh, Sydney World Pride here in Sydney, where the Liberals funded uh, that festival, the tune of $4.5 million of taxpayer money. It promotes gender fluid ideology to children, all the stuff that harms women and girls that we've just been talking about, that Moira is fighting against. We're fighting against this here, and the Liberal Party here, as well as the Labor Party, but the Liberals are in government. They've been facilitating this. They've been allowing gender fluid ideology to be taught in the schools. As I say, they funded the um, the World Pride. That was an event that had um, events with animal fetish parties, uh, sexuality parades that included people, ponies, puppies. Now, these things should never mix with humans and sexuality, yet the Liberal Party were funding uh, the event that auspiced 
uh, all this. So I just think the Liberals have lost their way. Um, Matt Keane, uh, the uh, the uh, Treasurer here, is someone who is very, very woke. He's closing down all the reliable electricity. He supports all the LGBT stuff. Dominic Perrottet, the Premier, who calls himself a Catholic, goes along with all this. So things are very, very serious because it has ramifications, not just for the safety of children and women and girls, but also for freedom of speech and freedom of religion, because this political agenda um, it, it has a vice-like grip on freedom of speech and freedom of religion. And that's why we need voices in the parliament who will fight uh, for these values. Lyle, what are your thoughts for the outcome on Saturday? And given that people are already voting today in pre-poll voting, that's all open for New South Wales voters, uh, what do you think the likelihood is of uh, the Perite government being re-elected? Could there be even uh, a uh, minority government from the Liberal side? Uh, What about the Labor Party getting up to govern in their own right? What are your thoughts for an outcome for Saturday? Look, um, I, I think you've hit the nail on the head. I think it's going to be a minority government either way. I, I think it's going to be difficult for Dominic Perrottet's Liberals to uh, get another term. They've been in government for about uh, 12 years or more. Uh, it's a long time. There's a bit of a fatigue factor that sets in with Australian voters. That's just a, a trend. Uh, Chris Minns, the Labor leader, is a likeable fellow. So uh, he's got a lot of seats to make up, a lot of ground to make up. But the sense is that... Um, whether Labor wins or the Liberal wins, it will be a minority government with independence in the lower house holding the balance of power. And none uh, more so powerful than Alex Greenwich, the independent member for the lower house seat of Sydney. Uh, Alex Greenwich is an old sparring partner of mine from the same-sex marriage days. He used to lead Australian marriage equality. And since he's been in the New South Wales Parliament, he's Uh, helped usher in abortion to birth uh, with the help of the Liberals, uh, euthanasia with the help of the Liberals and, and of course, Labor, but Liberals have been in government, so they've facilitated that through the Parliament. Um, And, of course, now he wants to bring in a so-called gay conversion therapy bill, which would criminalise parents even for having a conversation with their children, uh, trying to stop them from going to a gender clinic where they might get puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones or irreversible surgery. So... This minority government scenario with Alex Greenwich as the kingmaker is is the most likely outcome on Saturday. And again, Neil, that's why uh, it's so important that myself, uh, Mark Latham, Tanya Mahalik, uh, who's running with Mark Latham, that that people like us who uh, are alive to the threat to freedom of religion and to the dangers to children and women and girls, that we are elected to the upper house uh, to provide a blocking mechanism for what we expect will be a further onslaught of anti-freedom, anti-religious legislation. So uh, who controls those crossbenches? Lower House and Upper House is going to be crucial for people as they're considering casting their vote. You mentioned Mark Latham, uh, the One Nation outfit. Uh, They're manoeuvring for increased representation. And uh, while I think lots of listeners would love to see you, Lyle Shelton, uh, elected to a position there in the Upper House, uh, you're also directing preferences most specifically towards One Nation. Uh, Give us your insights here into your decision to do that? Yes, look, look. obviously um, I, I'm running as hard as I can to try and get elected myself and my team is very much behind me in that. Uh, in the event that I'm not elected, I didn't want my vote to be wasted um, and look, uh, there's no sort of perfect uh, answers in politics but there's no doubt that while 
Um, well, Mark's not with us on every issue. He's not with us on gambling reform. He's not with us on prostitution reform in the Nordic model, protecting young women from the legal sex trade. Uh, he's not that one nation is not totally with, with us on the pro-life issues. He is with us on freedom of religion and freedom of speech and also this gender fluid ideology, getting it out of schools. Uh, so it's not a perfect world, but I felt like he uh, and his running mate, Tanya Mihalik, are the best chance in the event that I'm not elected uh, of making sure we've still got uh, at least some insurance for these really important values. And um, look, I've come to really admire Mark, his courage. Um, he, by his own admission, he's not a Christian, but I've said publicly, and I'll say it again here, Neil, um, he's the best friend Christians have in uh, any parliament right around Australia at the moment. He's a courageous voice. And I'd love nothing more, and he said this publicly too, he'd, he'd, he'd very much like to work with me. I, I would love to be able to work with him and Tanya uh, should we be successful. But uh, I have directed a preference towards him because I think that's the next best, wisest thing we can do with our vote here in New South Wales in the event that um, that I'm not elected. So I'm asking people to vote for my group, Group A, and then uh, Mark's group is Group Q with uh, a number two there. Well, uh, for listeners, you might want to find out some more about what Lyle Shelton is standing for, the sorts of things we're talking about today, and this thought of who will be the kingmaker. Kingmakers in the lower house, kingmakers in the upper house, a crossbench that might be either a nightmare crossbench or a dream crossbench when you hold to Christian convictions. Well, keep your eye out for Lyle Shelton on a ballot paper. Lyle is standing as an independent candidate for an upper house seat. He's backed by Family First, but uh, you won't see Family First brand on the ballot paper on Saturday. Lyle Shelton, uh, thank you so much for giving us your insights today. Familyfirst.org.au for listeners to follow through and uh, catch up some more detail and see what sort of policies you're standing for as an independent uh, backed by Family First. Lyle, thank you so much for updating us today on 2020. Thanks for having me, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.